0: I mean, and this is a message directly to your mum and dad Now that I know that they're listening So, if you're coming from bad stock I mean, that's... oh, That's like... I mean, now I know that
1: Hello and welcome to an Englishman and an Irishman go to the movies The podcast that has apparently gone back in time to sabotage its own podcast To stop it giving birth to itself Uh, i'm ian and as always this is the irishman that didn't actually qualify as an intelligent object so wasn't allowed to use the time machine in primer now if you get that deep cut congratulations for watching the film my brain hurts (laughs) we've lost sean i'm sorry it is not gonna get any easier um yeah so as we have mentioned on twitter um thank goodness musicals have wrapped up
0: oh you big grump
1: I the more, So I had a good chat with my dad about it, because um, he listens to the pod as well for his sins. Um, and um, my mum as well I had a chat with both of them, and they were like, yeah, no, we don't like musicals either. Like, we didn't really enjoy that.
0: <laughs> so, like, I mean, and this is a message directly to your mum and dad, now that I know that they're listening. So if you're coming from bad stock, I mean, that's... Oh! That's like... <laughs> I mean, now I know that. All right, now I know that, yeah. and I can I can understand that. So every single wrong opinion that you have going forward, I'll be like, oh yeah, no, yeah.
1: because you know what? They love the crown.
0: Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> That's where we part ways. Uh, that like, and and my God, you really do part ways there, don't no, you? No, yeah, uh,
1: heavily, 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 heavily. Um, so. Musicals has been wrapped up I hope we don't revisit it but I feel like we will Um, So I got to pick Because I was punished for the last four weeks I got to pick what we talked about For the next four weeks No joy, Uh, shut up (laughs) So we are going to talk about unorthodox time travel films So when you talk about time travel films You immediately think Back to the Future Mm -hmm. uh, Terminator And for some reason Sean keeps saying Avengers Endgame Because it's a time travel film it is, but that's not what it's about,
0: isn't it? Though
1: um, yeah, it's an incredibly
0: high budget, incredibly big box office, incredibly nice looking reset button.
1: I'm going to put an incredibly big box in your office. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't.
0: I mean, are we doing this? Is is this finally happening? <laughs> um,
1: we're, we're out finally. Finally, what? you're out of the closet. Finally.
0: Yes, this this is the thing that's gotten me out of the closet. Yes.
1: Uh, So, um, yeah, unorthodox time travel films. We're not doing the big ones because we're going to save... We've already started doing Terminator and I think we want to do something special for Back to the Future. Um, So, we're going to do slightly odd time travel films. I think what we're going to do is kind of start off with does their time travel make sense and try to explain it? God help us with the first film. And, yeah, just what we think about the movies. But I... I unapologetically love all of the movies that we're going to talk about but first
0: news team assemble
1: I guess there's news. The Snyder Cut is out on Thursday.
0: Finally! I feel like Woo! more so than anyone, potentially more so than anyone who was involved in the making of the film, I have been anticipating this because, like... Uh, That's bold. That that that, <laughs> that, that, that 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 is bold. That is bold. Um, no, because myself, and I've mentioned him on the podcast before, myself and Darren, we went to see um, the... Uh, In the cinema and it was (laughs) we we just we expect to to edit this. We expected this to be bad. um, and we expected it to be bad and we walked out so bored. And I think that's that it's bad when a film is a film can be bad but entertaining. You know? Yes. If a film is bad and boring, that's not good. Species. I've not seen it all the way through. But I know oh, it's enough. About but it's entertaining. Um, yeah. But thou shalt not knock Michelle Williams' early work like that.
1: No, my apologies. Sorry. Um, I'm now. This is actually my worry going in is that I'm going to be bored because this beast is four hours long. Yeah, four I, hours. I saw. Now, as much as I love Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King drags a bit.
0: Well, that's only because like it's got about forty-seven endings. Uh...
1: Yeah, and I think they cut a few.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. I yeah, I think Return of the King gets a bit of a pass because of my love of Lord of the Rings. But as a film, well, it, it it does go on too long.
1: Well, that's how the Oscars saw it. They they it got all of the Oscars mm. because the other two films didn't. So they kind of gave all of the Oscars yeah. to the trilogy. There's no way the third is the best of the three. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, that's actually there's there's, there's, not, there's another episode actually, in that. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is. Um, so. We're going to review the Snyder Cut. We're not going to do a B. We we've attempted to do like a video series or a multi-part thing on it. But after all of this build-up, we're probably just going to do a mini episode on it and just like, yeah, it was all right. A bit different. There's a bit more Henry Cavill in this one and a bit more um, Ray Fisher. Um, To the recommend! To
0: the recommend! Was that even news?
1: I just, I'm good luck editing the news intro into it somewhere. Oh. I, I spliced that thing together and damn it, we're going to use it every week. Um, I do have a film to recommend and I feel like I've already recommended this once because Pete behind the curtain, we've already recorded most of this episode. Actually, or... I think you'll find <laughs> we didn't. Hence one of why us did. we're here again. Yes. So we've already done this. <laughs> Much like... The film primer, we've already been here multiple times. Sean's recording didn't work. Good. Um, we'll have a better go of it this time, because my God, was it word salad before. Um, but Sorry, before we get into that, I saw Hotel Artemis a little while ago, uh, a couple weeks back. And this is with Jodie Foster. And it's a really, really cool film about a hotel that she's in charge of. And it's a hotel for... Uh, criminals that are wounded and in trouble and need a place to lie low. So she's a nurse as well. Um, you basically play, pay a monthly membership fee, and as long as you've paid up to date, you can go in, drop your guns off, get healed up, lay low, and then run away. Um, it's like Crimflix. really, really, really cool. Sorry? It's like Crimflix. Like what Flakes?
0: No, Crimflix.
1: It's Netflix for criminals. Netflix. Crimflix. What's Crimflix? It's a monthly subscription. <laughs> I love how the joke explaining why the joke isn't funny was funnier than the joke explaining the joke that was funny. Wow. 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 <laughs> uh, anyway, so really cool cast. Um, Dave Batista is Dave Batista. He's just a bodyguard. Um, I wish I had Dave Batista Sterling <laughs> K Brown. Um, Sterling Sophia K Boutella. Brown. Uh, it's almost Sophia like I've heard Bautista, this cast was well before. And, uh, and Jodie Foster. She, glad one of us was listening. Oh. Um, listen? So Sterling K. Brown and his brother steal something from somebody that they shouldn't do. And he's actually the man that essentially owns the hotel. No, I must say something. Sorry, because I'm, I'm now remembering.
0: Yes, there's one. They steal something from someone they shouldn't, as opposed to stealing from someone you should steal from.
1: Well, yeah, because if you steal from the queen, it's not really stealing because we pay for the queen. Oh,
0: hang on, that went. Open. I think we got five
1: minutes there without a dig against yet. Yeah.
0: Nailed it. Very,
1: very. So, much. Yeah. and he's the big crime boss, and surprise, surprise, who turns up at the door? It's the crime boss. So they're now in trouble. So on and so on and so on. And the crime boss is played by. Um... Come on, you remember? I gave you the rest of the cast. Come on. Yeah. Dang, Nabbit. Um. A gold. G- g-
0: you're just making Gold- guttural sounds like you're not- I am
1: Goldberg. Um Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, that's it. How do you just know? playing Jeff Goldblum really. Man, this is an absolute this is going to be worse than Primer. So, <laughs> it's a really cool film. It's really really funny. It has a great ending. Um it's a good pizza movie that you just kind of like watch with a takeaway. Um yeah, it's super duper fun. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's on Netflix, I believe. All right. As opposed to Crimflix. What did you watch? What did ah, I watch? Now, actually? for anybody that hasn't been on Twitter, um, you'll know that Sean, or anybody that has been on Twitter, you'll know that Sean has moved house, because he doesn't shut up about it.
0: Um, Well, that is true. Do you remember when you were moving house and it was completely stress-free? Yeah, love, love.
1: Um, I didn't know you then, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're right. Well, then, if reality is shaped by perception, you didn't exist then. And that works for me. Um, oh, wow. Thanks, he- Avatar, who lives in my computer. So, I hate Avatar. Oh, uh, well then you won't actually. Sorry. One bit of news that came out between take one and take two of this is it's now, it's re-overtaken Endgame for the biggest box office of all time. How? I have no idea. There must be some bloody you know, movie How? studio in Sydney. That never This closed. is
1: such a cheat. You can't keep re-releasing the same film. I think you'll find it you sh- can, which is quite, you yeah, yeah, you're put, right. Like, like a stop mm. there on the box office. I don't know, even at this point, make it 10 years after the film came out, because it would still have expired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, it's a... <sighs> yeah, so it's now... It's not Endgame off the top spot. Um, Excellent. Like, like, think of a film like Prime... Uh, sorry, what... Right, we'll come back to that. What did I watch? Not a bloody lot. Um, so, as you... As no, a, you said something. I there was a film... I watched two episodes no of Drag Race. I hope yep. everyone is watching that show, because it's good fun.
1: No more, well, I love yous or something. No more. No, no. Um, I watched Redemption. Um, uh, Star I, Trek. No, it wasn't that. I did.
0: Yeah. If only we recorded it yesterday. Um. Oh no, film with a fake, fake opening. Film with a fake opening. That's not me. No, that's not me. That's somebody else you were talking to.
1: No, 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 no. The film has a false opening. It's a play within a play or something, and it says starring because you. It, what reminded you was thingy. The guy that Shane Crover yeah, is everything in Primer, yeah, and it reminded you of the guy that's produced by this person, directed by this oh,
0: person. Oh, yeah, no, okay, right. So I no, I didn't watch that the last week. I just thought Primer reminded oh. me of that. Right, right, okay. But
1: you're still recommending I it. I
0: do actually. Do you know what I do? Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Uh, it's very there funny. We go. You'll find it on. I think it'd be on all four or something, or one of those them their apps. Uh, Richard Iowadi is in it, and he's hilarious. Oh, cool, and. I can't remember her surname or his surname. Sorry, but Matt such and such. He is loud voice guy. That was a terrible impression, but I'm gonna stick to it. Um, you'd know him if you heard him more so than if he always looks the same. But you'd know him if you heard him. Uh, he's in the IT crowd. Um, he's their boss in the oh, IT crowd.
1: Um. Yes. Um. Uh. Miss Renham, um, yes, but is he's in Toast of London as well, uh, and I'm um, pretty sure he's in What We Do in the Shadows in the TV series. Yeah, he's also in The Mighty Boosh, um, yeah, and somebody is screaming who this is. Hang on, Toast of London is the cast is Matt Berry. Well done,
0: Grant. So, Matt Berry is... So glad we got that sorted absolutely, out. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but yeah, for the cast alone, it's it's hilarious. But the, the gag being, and let's use this to go into primer, because the gag of this one is, um, Garth Moringay is like the host of a Friday night creep show, right? And, you know, a bit like the Crypt Keeper, which I don't know if that was big this side of the pond, but um, you would have its anthology series. Although this is not an anthology, it's, you get this idea it's a horror writer telling you the story of Dark Place, which is like a hospital that's sitting on top of the mouth of hell or something. Uh, but it's, you know, Garth Marenghi is a fictional character in it. And, you know, the credit card it's you know, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, starring Garth Marenghi, written by Garth Marenghi, produced by Garth Marenghi. Original score based on whistles, originally whistled by Garth Marenghi. You know, things like that. <laughs> and that's why this jumped out to me, because going into Primer, I just yes. did my standard Wikipedia, and I was like, all right, Grant.
1: Instead Don't. of watching the film,
0: <laughs> watching a film. Who's got time to watch a film when there's floors to it's be all swept on the internet? Um, directed by Shane Crother, or yeah, Shane Crother. Written by, produced by, starring. Uh, original score by. I was like, yeah, dude, give someone the else a thing, shot.
1: The only thing he didn't do was um, do the catering. Because he also thanks the caterers that provided the film. Provided the food for the film. I was laughing, I was having a couple of
0: he probably just went and, you know, got a burrito for everyone or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, um he must have spent most of the budget on the on, on that, to be honest. So, so oh, well, Ian. That takes us nicely it, into primer. What do you think the film was about? Oh good lord. I really hope you've all watched this film, and I will insist that unless you do just enjoy me and Sean. Talking about shit and you don't take in any of the information and you don't care, leave. Okay if you're here because you actually want to listen to our thoughts about primer, we'll go and watch the film first several times, and then come back and listen to this pod in a year from now.
0: Okay, I'm gonna because... give I'm gonna give everyone a really handy moment where they can pause the podcast and yep, they'll know right that here. this is the moment. Alright, so so Ian, take a deep breath. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Englishman and Irishman Go to the Movies Hold Music. Your listenership is important to us, even though we know you're probably going to keep listening through this anyway, because you're probably smart enough to have watched the film before hitting play on this. Or maybe you haven't. Who knows? I wonder what's going on in the world. Did I leave the oven on? Did I leave the iron on? Do my parents love me? Do his parents love me? That's something worth exploring. Does he love me? And you're coming to the end of the hold music of an Englishman and an Irishman go to the movies, and now let's talk about Primer.
1: Cool. So Primer, did you know what song I was singing?
0: Oh, um, you mean that thing that was definitely no? I've no idea.
1: It, the um, you know in American Beauty where they're like oh, spinning the... around and it's the trippy music.
0: Oh, um, I think so. You were you you were doing the plastic bag theme by Thomas Newman. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Uh, have you ever heard the plastic bag theme by Thomas Newman? Apparently not. Yeah. I
1: might be thinking of something else. <laughs> anyway, Prana. <laughs> you create Lord. a fierce
0: ambience. Put it that way.
1: How is this worse than our first go at this? Because,
0: um, no, because, right, okay, to, for the purpose of the listeners, for the lost cut that will never be uh, saved again, because I just <laughs> highlighted, I highlighted it and deleted it, because. Yesterday, we were, I, I was just fresh off watching this film for the first time. I know you've seen it before, but you had kind of a couple of days to sit in it. I've now had 24 hours to sit with this film. My brain was dribbling out of my ears watching this. That is not to say I didn't enjoy the film. I really did. So just for anyone <laughs> who completely missed the whole fucking memo about the hold music, right? Uh, it is an enjoyable music. It, it, it is an enjoyable music. You're welcome. It is an enjoyable film. It's incredibly dense. And I yes. feel a lot of yesterday's episode was, yes, but then the 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 person goes goes yeah. through the donkey's bum
1: and comes out comes on out the, the side of ass. John
0: Malkovich's head.
1: Yes. <laughs> so I did a lot of over explaining and explained myself into circles a little bit. So I've actually gone back a bit now this film is dense and because of the budget so this was made for seven thousand dollars and it made eight hundred and fifty odd thousand dollars it was a ridiculous success no budget lower budget than paranormal activity um it's insane and so there's it's only 77 minutes as well so it hasn't got a second to spare um to explain anything about itself apparently so um there's a there's tons and tons and tons of articles online. It's become explaining primer is a career that I think most writers end up going through. Um it's probably something I'm gonna try and write up. But there's a the best description that I found online is from a website called thisisbarry.com. Um and so Barry, if you're listening, credit and thank you. Please go and see his website. Um it's a really good breakdown of how the time travel works so in short the film is about two chaps um, who are inventors what they're trying to invent with two friends is a superconductor that works at room temperature now this is a thing in science that we would love to have because it means we could do tons and tons of cool things it basically <laughs> means
0: that. sorry sorry What we have you got a what, superconductor we? experiment going in your garage there
1: You struggle with an electric razor. We shut up. It's (laughs) because I have a beard, you dick. No, but we would end up using it because you can. Computers basically wouldn't overheat, so overheating just stops being an issue, and there's like no wastage at all. So it's a huge deal. On the way to inventing that, they invented time machine. I've always made. I've always maintained that that's how it's
0: going to happen. Like, yes, it will be. Yeah, generally, it'll be like because you keep going, I have my thoughts on that, that's, yep.
1: No, but how I think time travel will work is, it will get invented, and then the person who invents it, their future selves will come to that second with a hammer and a gun, hammer the time machine, shoot himself in the head, and then shoot himself in the head, and that will be time travel.
0: (laughs) but then he won't exist and nobody will be there to shoot him in the head and it will happen anyway. Um,
1: yes. Yeah, I don't, like, let's say... Right. Like, yeah. Wait, Yes. Yeah. Synopsis first. Ah, my brain! They build... They accidentally stumble and fall into a time machine. They use the time machine to make money, but because they're very intellectual people, thought experiments happen... And they start fucking with their own timelines. And it, the things they do are generally quite innocent until they try to outdo each other. Shenanigans ensue. Is as succinct as you can sum up I this film. I think
0: that, that, that's it. I think Primer is a movie about, maybe, for people who don't enjoy fun time travel. And fun time travel... <laughs> I <laughs> you know. I have to really quickly. That is, explain the, no, stuff. no, no!
1: This is exactly why I love this film. Like Back
0: to the Future is fun time travel. You know, it is. And yeah. even the Terminator is. It, it, there's a lot of wink at the camera, which is like just go with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas this it's is a,
1: like, it's a, it's a MacGuffin. It's a yeah. talk, but this doesn't use time travel as a MacGuffin. It uses it as. thought experiment Um, and that's what I described yesterday why I love this film so much is that it's a puzzle and the more you watch this film the more you will understand it and I know and I'm confident that there is a way to understand this film it's not just yeah time travel squiffy The, the thought that went into this is incredible and it is understandable
0: do you like? It's bad. It, when I say it's bad enough, I mean to understand. But it's bad enough when you watch it as it's released. Can you imagine if the lads were filming it out of sequence as well? Oh, which, not which happens a lot. You know, it. it happens, I don't
1: think they did. I, th- I don't think you could. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think you. Oh man. But yeah, it's. Yeah, that's rough. There's a lot of
0: got... clever things, but there isn't. There is, or at least I, I didn't notice, um, bar what we are deliberately meant to notice, um, you know i didn't see one of them walking through the background of a scene you know i didn't there was no kind of gags like that you know what i mean like where you find out at the end of the film yes he was standing over there the whole time or or something like that
1: there is one there's one like in the attic
0: oh yeah
1: yeah because they think it's rats in the attic and it turns out to be one of their future selves and it's like yeah yeah yeah, just so happens to be a noise in the attic and, of course, the noise ends up being something more serious. <laughs> Whatever. As a generally but is, other like than that... w- when
0: the car engine light goes on, go to a mechanic. Don't sit yeah, there and exactly. think, oh, I'll be
1: fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, never be the last person to leave the haunted house. Come on, enough people have died. <laughs> exactly. Because you won't be. Uh... Yes. Yeah, you won't be walking out. Um... So... First of all, did you like the film? Did you enjoy it? Regardless of whether you understood it, was it actually an enjoyable experience? Um, Oh.
0: Because I'm conflict... It's really very good. I don't know that I would sit down to watch it again soon. That's not to say ever. That's not to say ever um but because it's everything we're saying it is it's not the popcorn film it is not you know which is no definitely doesn't need to be i'll rewatch silence of the lambs over and over again not a lot of chuckles in that one you know um it's it's no i suffer from its low budget that's not me saying it suffers from its low budget.
1: No, that's fair. Um, that's really weird because I used to do that a lot. But now maybe I've just grown as a person. It's but quite it genuinely rest. doesn't bother me anymore. I think if it's um, if, if it's poorly made, yeah, that's going to happen no matter what. Our, Wonder Woman 1984 has a budget that's through the roof and some of the CGI in that is really poor. That bugs me. But low budget done well doesn't bother me anymore. Um yeah, maybe. I,
0: I know it sounds like I'm I'm equivocating. Like low budget I'm fine with I think you can do low budget when it's still Blair Witch project and paranormal activity. Super duper low yeah. budget, right? Yeah. But there's almost something always for your senses going on. This, um, and again, it it sounds weird, it sounds like I'm really ragging on the film, I'm really not, but this doesn't do that, this is not interested in, or this is my opinion, it's not interested in keeping your attention. Like if you, you shouldn't be drifting off when you're watching a film, but let's say you drift off for a second, you're gone
1: yeah it won't apologize it's very much they've plonked a camera down and you're watching the conversation and you're watching two people you had a brilliant
0: description of it yesterday in the the last cut um do you remember what you said
1: it was that it was that you're just watching these people as it happens Hmm. so it's like sometimes the sound is off um and it doesn't care you're just watching them from afar it's almost like they're being spied on it's
0: like Um, you were saying it was like a documentary and it is. A yeah, it bit.
1: is. It's much more like a yeah. documentary than it is a. Fi- it's not trying to be a film. It's
0: um, so what happens when you get two good writers who are not good actors, and you put them in front of us. His- I'm joking. I'm joking, just for the look on your face. Uh, but what I will say is that they obviously, and I say this with love and respect, there was some filmmaking shortcuts they took, which I do think suffers from. And specifically, the one we spoke about yesterday is the scene by the fountain.
1: Yeah, there is no reason for that
0: other than we are running out of film and we have to get this shot there was obviously no adr done and it seemed to be a i think it was an important conversation honestly i'm not really sure yes of course you can turn your volume up to the nines and and hear it but i'm yesterday i think you mentioned uh the battle of the long night from game of thrones and the criticisms that were lodged against that were, you know, it was too dark. It was very hard to see what was going yeah. on. And the comeback to that was, well, you know, this wasn't designed to be watched on a screen, and you know, this wasn't designed. Yes, to a point. To a point, <laughs> you get a bit of a pass for that, but you do have to I mean, accept the fact me. that this is a vi- an audio visual medium. Of course, it is. So this is, this is this feels like it's just like you know, hmm, I've brought my, I've had a think. I've had a think and a rage, and here's what I hated. I'm I am nitpicking because this film it's really it's really tight, uh, which is good. It's yeah, seventy seven minutes. Or it's really it tight. Like it's, it's really good if you're like if you're like me and you're just like, oh, was I supposed to do something today? Oh my god, there's a podcast in an hour and a half. Well, Grand, I have every... enough time. Um Yeah, it's alright. I did that for uh, pretty much all the Nola films. Every film films. you ever watched. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the NOLA films, which I think are an average time of seven hours. Yeah. Um I'm trying to badly explain what my hesitation about this film is because it's really really good but I don't think it's enough to say it's really really good. Um, It's not bad in any way. I have no problem recommending this to everyone. You should go and see it. You're not necessarily and you might launch yourself through the computer at me now for this one but you should watch it. You're not necessarily going to have a good time.
1: I think you need to go in with a caveat of it's not an easy watch. So it's not polished. It's very rough around the edges, especially the first 10 minutes in particular are very, very rough and they have nothing to do with the rest of the film. So you do wonder how a film with a 77-minute runtime can afford to waste 12% of its runtime, but it really does. Um, The beginning of the film just sets up that they're inventors and that they've parted ways with... two two other guys it's good Um, for
0: setting the scene but it is a a little bit it 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 goes
1: on a bit too long shall we dive in they accidentally invent a time travel now Abe and Aaron are the two main characters and which Um, one is which right Aaron is the one with black hair Abe is the blonde one absolutely Um, Aaron is the narrator this is the chap with the black hair yes and you find out why he's narrating into Who later on. So, really, really super cool. They create this box. They put a rock inside of it. Long story short, it grows moss on it. And, I mean, it's, um, it's pretty cool. It's moss. That's pretty, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool that it grows moss I, over I never said it time. was. I that's literally cool. said it's pretty cool. It grows moss. You may read from that what you will. Anyway, Abe notices the moss, takes it to a doctor or a mycologist or whatever, um, (laughs) a doctor of mycology, and he's just like, yeah, no, that moss grew really quick. They figure out that the time that the rock was in the box, it was kind of doing laps of the same minute. And they figure out somehow that if you put an intelligent person inside a bigger version of this box, you could remove yourself at exactly the right time and end up back where you started. So, really quick rundown on how the time travel in this film works. You have your time machine, which is the rectangle box. You turn on the time machine. Turn it on at nine o'clock in the morning. You go away for six hours... And you hide. You gather a ton of information about stocks and whatever. You go back at 3pm, so six hours after you turn the machine off, on, sorry, on, get into the machine, and if you wait six hours, you actually travel six hours back in time. So you jump out of the time machine at the exact moment that you switched it on. So you're st- you're still experiencing
0: time second for second, but it's just going backwards.
1: Yeah, exactly. For some something happens in this box which makes particles bounce mm. backwards and forwards between two points, and if you time it just right, you es- you escape where you started. So you can never travel travel back further than the point that you turned the time machine on.
0: And the amount? Do they say what, or does it just switch itself off? Like, would it just stop working? Like, as in, say, say, right, if you go from, you leave it on from nine till six. Yep. At six, you get in and you stay there until nine. Yeah. So if you were to go to eight fifty nine, yeah. Do you explode, or does it just stop? Do no, you it suspend, just stops go at to nine. nine, and then you start going 9.01, 902, Yeah, I actually.
1: Yeah, I think you would start experiencing time again. So you would then go forwards in time. Yeah. Um, pretty much. So, and then you have to leave it turned on as well for the way back. So you can't turn it off until it gets to six o'clock or else you kill the person that's inside the box, which is you. So that box has to stay untouched for if it's, if your goal is to travel back in time, six hours, it has to stay on for those six hours. Um, So yeah, there we go. The advantage of this is that you can turn the machine on run away to a hotel room, work out what stocks are going to increase that day, go back at three o'clock, sit in the box, go back to nine in the morning, and then you can make all of your money and and play all of your things. But the way Abe and Aaron do it is that they hide in the hotel room so that they can't interact with the real world while their doubles are now capitalising on the new information that they have.
0: You cannot convince me that that's not how Elon Musk made his money. Uh,
1: it probably is. Yeah, wouldn't surprise yeah. me.
0: So exactly, he's too young. He's too young to be that rich. But definitely. Yeah. the the
1: way that um the way that Abe explains it to Aaron is pretty cool. So Abe comes up to Aaron on a park bench, um, and he says, "Right, you got to come with me right now. Skip the day's work, and this is at about two thirty in the afternoon." So he's like, "Skip out on work and follow me." they go to this storage unit place and what they see after abe has finished explaining how the moss on the rock worked they see abe walking into the storage or into the storage place and aaron's just like fuck was that and abe's just like yeah the time travel stuff i was telling you about i've already done it <laughs> so the aaron that you the abe that you see there is Abe from 12, mm, six hours in the future, basically. Hmm. So Abe's decided to build the box in the storage container, turned it on, hid himself in a hotel for six hours, went back, and because he knows that he goes back at three in the afternoon, because that's when he gets into the time machine, when he wakes up at nine o'clock, he can go straight to Aaron, explain how time travel works, and get back in time to see himself get in the box.
0: I mean, perfectly. I think perfect sense. <laughs> I don't see why people struggle with this film.
1: Not a problem at all. So, um, it's an unorthodox well, way to time travel. It's hard to
0: follow it on screen. Yeah. If you write it down. Yes. And you, like, literally as a pictogram. Yeah. Yes, it does. You know, you there's the great picture online that you spoke about where, uh, you know, it's like, fire a bullet, but there's a loop-the-loop. A the loop. Yeah. Um, yeah. And
1: it kind of... Make, no it does it does make sense then but... the way it gets squiffy is if you I don't know maybe if you it doesn't I'm not going to explain how it gets squiffy that makes sense as it is so for the next yeah. bit of the film they basically do this with a view to making money so they will they build a second box for Aaron Um now the key is they also set a timer on the plug to turn on the machine because as soon as you turn it on you would immediately climb out of the box if you've done it right and you don't want to meet yourself so they set like a 15 minute timer and set it at like 8 45 give them 15 minutes to piss off and then they climb out of the box it blows my mind they could walk into each other yeah
0: uh, that was one thing i really struggled with yesterday when we were talking about it was yes time. wait why was there no yeah. yeah it does it makes sense. it's just so they don't bump into themselves Literally,
1: that is all it is because yeah shenanigans because they don't bump into themselves the first time so they shouldn't any other time. Anyway, they do that and they make some money. Um, it gets interesting when, first of all, and we missed this yesterday, on the second run through, or the second day of time travelling, Aaron's phone rings. Yes. So Aaron and Aiba in the hotel room, while in theory their doubles are travelling back through time in the box – um, and they're supposed to be removed from everything so that they don't accidentally interfere with things. So, at this point in time, his double, their doubles aren't anywhere. So, there's only one mobile phone. So, that phone is the one that rings and for some reason, Aaron picks it up and talks to his girlfriend or talks to his wife. Aaron has a wife, yeah. And then yes. hangs up. And they're kind of like, oh shit. So... They do their day at three o'clock. They go back in time to nine o'clock in the morning. And at exactly the same time, this Aaron's phone rings. Because for some reason, the cell signal has found his phone first before the Aaron in the hotel room. And he chooses not to pick up the phone, which means that conversation doesn't happen, which means they can alter the timeline. And that's what sparks it is that, oh, we can change the future and nothing really happened. Do you feel okay? Okay. Yeah, I feel okay. Did you did you follow Did you follow that? <laughs> Basically, in
0: my like, bad as it sounds, I'm like, okay, something happens. I'm a bit confused when it comes to phone signals yeah. and everything. They do it. You're right. They do. They talk about it. They explain it. They say, yeah, it's something about the tower. Oh, this is sorry, 2004 as well. Yeah, uh, when there used to be such a thing as cell phone yeah, signal, no Wi-Fi, as opposed to tinter web. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it would be like, right, we bounce off the tower and pick up the closest. Of that number, because obviously there are two cell phones with that number because there's two Aarons. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it gets the, physi- it, it kind of, <clears throat> like the physically closest one picks up the yeah, call. And
1: for some reason, his one was closer. Um, hmm. So there's what that does is it sparks an idea. So later that evening, they're talking about if you had a million pounds, what could you do um, or what would you do? And Aaron says, you know what? I hate my boss. I'd punch him. And he was like, I would just like to punch him knowing that there are no consequences. And him and Abe exchange looks and Abe's just kind of like, you can't do that. He's like, I'm not going to do it. He implied that you could in theory go back in time, punch your boss. Girl, don't do it. It's not worth it. I'm not going to do it, girl. I was just thinking about it. I'm not going to do it. I did it. So was just like, I could in theory, this is how his logic works, is that he turns the box on at Let's say six o'clock at night. Then he goes and punches his boss. His boss at <laughs> <laughs> Jeez,
0: that- and at forty minutes in the movie takes a, of a hard turn. right turn. <clears throat> like welcome to Primer, where he's gonna prime boss. Jesus Christ! So punch. he
1: punches. He punishes his boss in the box (laughs) right in the box so (laughs) he punches this is good because yesterday's
0: recording sorry listeners yesterday's recording there wasn't enough laughter because there was too much what What is is happening in this film are we explaining
1: this right
0: exactly so if you watch this film finish the film and go and do something else for a day don't talk to your friends about (laughs) it don't don't, just go get a mirror and punch yourself in the box (laughs) So, his sorry, plan is
1: please. in theory, turn on the time machine at six o'clock, leave it alone, go and punch his boss at seven o'clock. Then at eight o'clock, jump into the time machine, and then you go backwards two hours to six o'clock. But what you then do is stop yourself from punching your boss, and then just to convince your future or convince your past self to get into the box at eight o'clock and then just go back to six o'clock and everything is undone. So it's completely harmless. So the Aaron that continues to live never punches his boss, but there is an Aaron that knows it happened. But that Aaron doesn't exist anymore. But the new Aaron yeah. can go on knowing that it happened.
0: But Woody, that's that's what's... You, you, no, he's just got he, to trust like, himself
1: though. Because why else would he? Wouldn't lie to him. He's just got to know. But then, if it never happened. However, yeah, the conversation has happened. This is, this is one happened. of the hard things yeah. about this. The though. conversation with Abe has happened, though. So they would have put this plan into place, and if it works, he's just like, okay, that worked perfectly. I convinced myself not to do this, therefore it worked. You've just got to have some strength of mind to believe your future, your past self. There is a
0: scene where Aaron is hemorrhaging from an earlobe. Yeah. Um, and it, it's obviously, it's a plot point. Uh, no, this is, the, it was actually the first script read-through. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah,
0: oh dear, oh dearie me. Uh, because I think the thing, and maybe this is me being dumb, but... Yes, it is. It's, it's the paradox. I, strugg- I struggle with the yeah. paradox because is it explained or is it just kind of winked at? You know, the um i yeah um, no yeah i i go and i punch my boss i go back in time and i stop myself from punching my boss so i don't punch my boss so that version of me doesn't have to go back in time to stop yeah. him from punching his boss which means nobody stops him from <clears throat> punching his boss so a da, da, kind of there da, da, da,
1: da. is just one timeline it's experienced multiple times but it's not like a causality loop so, this film is the opposite to a causality loop. So, it's not cause and effect.
0: So, are we back to Avengers Endgame? Yes. And Hulk's. It, this explanation is much closer of... to Endgame.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, End, uh, Hulk should have just said, watch Primer. And that will explain how the time travel in Endgame works. So,
0: but the Future really is a bunch of bullshit. Total bunch of
1: bullshit. Yeah, 100%. <gasps> yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> Uh, the butterfly effect is has better time travel um, that is a great film yeah, I oh film. I really like the butterfly Ashton effect Kircher. so who knew yeah that um, that kind of sparks the idea and it's a thought experiment and they leave it there and they're just like you know we can never do that and they're just like yep look cool we can never do it and then the narrator pops in and he's just like it was at this point they knew they fucked up <laughs> absolutely because Now that the... I won't do it but he did in fact do but it but in fact he did do it <laughs> Um, I, the, the idea is and I love this bit of logic is that as soon as the idea is spoken if they have the time machine for 60 years at some point in that 60 years they're going to do it as soon as they've had that spark they're not going to be able to let it go and that is the pivotal point of the film and we come back to that in a little bit with a mystery person that uses the time machine and it is basically mm-hmm. is if it can happen it will happen which is yeah I love it. which is
0: it's funny cool. as well because that in a way because you're you're dead right okay it's as soon as it's said uh it's I, I'm not sure I'm not sure what the description of it but the thing that you, the temptation that you cannot yeah. in any way reject no matter how long it takes it's
1: like inception the idea is planted you can't ignore it now
0: but it's almost like as well for every uh oh, everything that can happen does happen yeah it's Murphy's law
1: definitely. Um, so we've just referenced two different Nolan films there as well.
0: <laughs> I, 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 God willing, we'll, we'll do it again. Um, and uh, when they get on the civilian boat to go across, yeah, to...
1: no, don't yeah. mention. That's not a Nolan film. It's a flaming turd. That time travel makes less sense. Oh,
0: oh wow! When they get on the civilian boat in Dunkirk,
1: oh, which you just civilian... called a flaming no, no, no. turd. There's a civilian boat in Tenet. Thank you.
0: I stand by what I said.
1: Well, I stand by what I said. Tenant ripped off Primer. Yes, it did actually. Yeah, it yeah, is almost like off. a less well done version of Primer, which is damning.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh dear. So uh, but yes, you're
1: up. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we'll stick with that idea because what happens next is set, there's a bit more time travel that happens, and they make a bit more money, and blah blah blah, and they talk about the possibilities. Um, and what? The crux of the disaster and where shit really goes wrong is that they get woken up in the middle of the night by some kids that are smashing some cars and they set off a bunch of car alarms. Aaron's twisted mind that I love, they both wake up and they make the joke that, well, I wasn't really asleep anyway because I'm getting used to this 36-hour day because they're literally adding six hours to every single day. Yes. Which is awesome. Um, Because they're reliving the same six hours again
0: and like this it, it is a- twice
1: they're reliving it twice because they live it the first time they go back in time which takes six hours to travel six hours and then they live it a third time
0: um, and it, it it is playing hell with their bodies yeah it is like physically it's taking a toll it does like, whatever, that- whatever about existentialism mm-hmm. and you know mentally it physically is they yeah. are really really fighting with it's this.
1: physically draining on them um, I've just thought of a really quick way to describe how primer works. It's play through at normal speed, rewind at normal speed, and then play through again. If you imagine a VCR, you play through it once, you pause it, yeah. rewind, and then play another tape at the same time. The second time round.
0: And I think is it and it's at this point where you say where where the kids are going through and they wake them up because they they're kind of almost like the same reaction you would get to finding out you're on a long shift. just yeah. like, oh, okay. fuck my life. Yeah, this is gonna be. A, I'm gonna be tired at the end of this day. Yeah. So their day is now uh, I
1: don't know. <laughs> eight, uh, twelve hours longer than it should have been. Yeah. So Aaron says, "Well, why don't we take this opportunity to play with the paradox? And this is the perfect time to do it. So the idea is literally punches boss. Um, or it might be Abe that says it because basically. Abe reveals no, it's, that...
0: It's, it's it's Aaron on the couch. No, it is, is Aaron. So... The...
1: Yeah. yeah. But, and, no, 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 sorry. I mean, when they're in the kitchen. So Abe basically um... reveals that they can take advantage of this because he's left the time machine on since 5pm. So they can go all the way back. They're like 3 in the morning, for example. They can go back to 5pm the previous day if they got in right now. So what they can do is drive to their boss's house, punch him go back to the storage facility get into the time machine, go back to 5pm hide somewhere, stop the kids from setting off the car alarms and then the original Abe and Aaron sleep through the night and they don't have that conversation the paradox will be one of two things will either happen those two guys will vanish or you're then stuck with two doubles. And they don't really talk about that. They're just like, yeah, okay, cool. So you might just have two doubles that go and live off on an island, build some more time machines and live their life on their own. But they can't let For the sake of a good night's go. sleep,
0: they will allow this potentially world-ending paradox. Just they just so can't they let it go. They have to wake up. Yeah, yeah. they can't stop it's, it. it. It's it's that as well. It's just like, no matter how long you try, if it's not this night yeah. and it's not this flimsy excuse of, oh, let's make sure... Aaron and Abe have good night sleep. Yeah. You are Aaron and Abe.
1: Exactly, yeah. And I think there's a reason that they do it now. And we'll get to that in a minute, actually. um, So they set off towards their boss's house, or he, uh, Aaron's boss's house, and Aaron spots Rachel's dad parked outside their house. And they can see that um, her dad... Um, Thomas Granger Thomas Granger, yeah yeah. has about three or four days worth of stubble on him now Aaron had seen him earlier that day with no stubble uh, clean shaven so that for him is like no, no, no no, that's not right, so they test the theory they ring Thomas and sure enough he picks up and he's in bed Mm. so they decide to, they realise that he's travelled back in time Um, They chase after him, and yeah, sure enough, it is Rachel's dad, Um, and he passes out and is basically in a coma. Now, the reason they know him is because um, the reason that, is it Aaron that's married to Rachel or Abe?
0: Abe and Rachel, Aaron and I'm afraid I can't remember her name, but um, because no, no, no. she's not in it that much
1: no she's not
0: um, But she's the one who they play the if you had a billion dollars what would you do again
1: yeah that's it sorry no Abe is with Rachel and Aaron is married to somebody hmm. yeah so um, yeah long story short they want, Abe gets close to Rachel because they're trying to get an investment from her dad so hmm. they kind of logic their way through that well perhaps they wanted to get him involved in it and so they tell him about the invention and they go through this permutation of, well, would you do it? And I was like, well, in an emergency? Well, what do you mean in an emergency? Well, no, I wouldn't do it. Well, you just said you might. And it's that idea again that if it, if there's a 1% chance it could happen, at some point it definitely will happen. So they deduce that for some reason, Rachel's dad has decided to go back in time, didn't understand the mechanics properly, gets out at the wrong point and this has a, highly deleterious effect on his body and basically he's in a coma so this point pushes abe over the edge um and unbeknownst to anybody else there is a third time machine in a different storage locker that abe turned on at the same time as the other two time as the other the main time machine that he experimented with so He's got his time machine that he's going to experiment with. In a separate room, he creates a fail-safe time machine. So he doesn't turn this off. It stays on the entire time. So if he fucks up everything beyond all recognition, he can get into this time machine, stay in it for as long as he can, get a ton of supplies, maybe last a week, go back to when he first invents time, time travel, destroy it, Convince himself not to do it. Whatever he can undo it. No time travel. No issues. No nothing. This is what he decides to do. Now, Sean, is this where the movie entirely loses you? Like it loses everyone else?
0: No. Oddly, once once you get there, kind of it's not. It's it is not straightforward. Um, so no,
1: I mean everything after this point.
0: Everything after this point, if anything, it picks up uh, momentum yeah. a little bit, which doesn't help you there's... understand it. Yeah, no, not entirely. Um, it's at it's at this point. I will say, almost for for our lovely listeners who are sitting there with a very complicated whiteboard at the moment, trying to keep track of everything. Yeah. Take look, step up and take a breath for a second. This is a very short film. It's 77 minutes. We're about, we're at about the hour mark now, I think, at this point. Uh, in yeah. uh, in the film, I mean, where, where the plot is. Um, of what's come already, do you feel it's more about the mechanics of time travel or an engaging story?
1: It's about... Because I f- no, it's way more about the mechanics of time travel, paradoxes, and the ethics of time travel as well. It doesn't want to tell a story it it's
0: it does and this is this goes back a little bit to what i was saying about i mean i i enjoyed this film it is a good story but it almost punishes you for watching it yeah because this is a ted talk
1: it, it really is yeah it is
0: um so at this point it's about kind of undoing what
1: you've seen except you can't. So I'm going to... The, the rest of the film will make much more sense when I tell you this one thing. <clears throat> so the plan is, Abe isn't going to tell Aaron anything. Aaron doesn't know about the failsafe box. Abe just goes to the failsafe box, travels back in time, stops time travel from happening. Where it gets squiffy is that Aaron does find out about the failsafe box and travels back back to the beginning before Abe can. And so, basically, uh, the day before, Aaron finds out about the failsafe box. He figures out what Abe is going to do. He figures out that Abe will try and undo everything. And Aaron doesn't want that. Aaron wants to use the time machine as much as possible and carry on using it. So, Aaron takes a Foldable version of the time machine into the failsafe box goes all the way back in time to the very, very beginning, but then he switches the machine off. He switches it back on a few hours later. So when Abe in the future, a week from now, uses the failsafe box, it's the same one, but it takes him back a few hours later than it should do which means he's too late to to he's not too late to stop himself time traveling but aaron has been in the original timeline fucking with things does that make sense oh d- yeah, sorry yes and no
0: <laughs> yes uh no in that does timeline does time travel ever make sense no but yes it does basically aaron has one to abe he has. He's, he's kind yeah. of yeah. He has outsmarted him. He's hoodwinked yeah. him. And uh, by the way, it's hilarious that we're having this entire conversation. Just over your right shoulder, the TARDIS is looking, just at like peeking up, saying
1: "Fuck you." Yeah, I love it. I'm line.
0: easier to use than the primer machine. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is why you don't um, interact with your own timeline. So the, the key the, is that he's taken back another time machine because if he hadn't. He wouldn't be able to use the other time machines because they would already be in use. So this, so Abe bringing back, sorry, Aaron bringing back his own time machine is crucial because now he can start fucking with things. Mm. So,
0: or interacting,
1: interacting. So the way the movie shows it is that Aaron goes to the failsafe machine, goes back in time, and drugs. The very first Abe. And the idea is that yeah. So he drugs Abe Aaron. at the beginning. No, no, no. Abe. No, he
0: drugs no drugs drugs himself. It's Aaron who's eaten the what did I
1: say? so Abe goes back he- first and no no no. So Abe goes back to the very beginning and has a fight with Abe and subdues him. And then he goes to the park to talk to Aaron on the bench and then he passes out. The idea yeah. is that Abe goes all the way back to the beginning, punches himself takes him out of the equation for a little bit, has a oh. normal conversation with Aaron on the park bench and the time travel shit never happens and he destroys the time machine and whatever. And it's over the course of that day that that Aaron, that a- Abe realises that time travel works. So yeah. the idea is that, so then Abe knows that there's going to be, he will be a double in the original timeline So he will just fuck off. He'll either kill himself or he'll go and live in Bermuda or something. But the problem is that Aaron is on the park bench listening to some headphones and Aaron is still having the same conversation that he had before even though Abe is saying completely different things. So Abe's trying to put these pieces together and he basically passes out because travelling back a week in time has completely fucked him. Mm. Makes sense? Yep. Nope. <laughs> um, so, Aaron, so Aaron has already travelled back in time, recorded that day's events into a dictaphone with his time, tra- time machine that he bought with him, done this a few times to get it absolutely perfect, and then given himself the recording so that he knows cool. what's going to happen over the course of that day. Abe is passed out. He eventually wakes up, and Aaron explains to him that yeah, I found your failsafe and I used it to come back here because I didn't want you to stop us from using time travel. That's basically it. And that's it. To be fair, that kind of it, like a couple of
0: more bits happen, but that's kind of it. The two of them more or less face off and go agree to sort of agree to disagree. Yeah. Um. Abe is this is a dreadful power. We shouldn't have this. Yeah. Uh. For X Y Z. Aaron is just like, what are you talking about? It's like, there's no way we can give up this power because it's time travel. So there's one
1: more more kind of squiffy thing. When Abe goes back to, uses the failsafe box to go back to the beginning, Mm. that's when he poisons the milk and knocks out himself. And he... That's Aaron. Aaron, sorry. Aaron Aaron. knocks out himself. Aaron knocks out himself. He then puts Aaron in the loft. So this is the original Aaron. Yes. And then this Aaron, which is Aaron number two... the future then uses his new time machine box that he's brought with him from the future to relive this day a couple of times and then he goes back to the beginning of the day and gives himself from the future the recording of the day so you've got three aaron's in this timeline the original aaron which has been stuffed in the loft Mm -hmm. the second aaron which is the fail safe aaron from the future and the third Aaron, which is the Aaron that's come out of the extra box that Failsafe Aaron brought with him.
0: I don't see why people think this film's confusing. No, I don't like, see it either. I think you're just stupid so if you don't get this film.
1: Failsafe Aaron is the one that has, he sat on the bench with the recording that Extra Box Aaron has given to him. And I'm getting this from This Is Barry. He has really explained this really, really well. Um, Thank you, Barry. I think better than I am. Um, and then it's Failsafe... It's, it's Extra Box Aaron... That then explains to Abe, this is what I did, and this is why mm. I did it. Um yeah, he's not evil or anything. No, he's right. not it's evil. Not like, yeah. you know, oh, exactly. they will take you out. Of I the was equation. just faster than you. I got there a couple yeah. of hours before you did, and I switched your box, um, which is why you didn't turn up when you think you turned up. And punched my own. Punched him in the box. So the other parallel bit is that the first night that they discover time travel, the first day, and they travel through time and whatnot, there's a birthday party, and Rachel's ex basically comes to the party with a shotgun and scares everybody. And Aaron kind of says, "With so in that original timeline, Aaron stops him. And Abe is pissed at Aaron because, Aaron, you're married. You didn't know it wasn't loaded. You, All of these people are traumatized. So A, they're worried about the initial event and how it traumatized people. And B, they're worried that it might happen again. So this kind of... And I don't see how this fits in too well, but they, they basically... The future Aaron and future Abe agree, well, since we, we're here and we have this extra box, we can do some trial runs and we can stop this from ever happening. And eventually they do, and they, uh, Rachel's ex ends up going in going to prison because yeah. they take the bullets out of the gun and apprehend him.
0: To me, that's... Um, it's a superfluous scene. I, like you've already made your points yes, at this point. About I wish they travel. didn't
1: include it, because yeah. I can't... I really struggle to fit in why they're choosing to do that. Like, you've just fucked over your best friend. Why are you now working together to stop this traumatic event? And I guess it's the thing that stops them from straight up murdering each other, I guess. Um, but yeah, it comes to a head. Um, they do all of that, and they're at the airport, and they're just like, right, we can... What Aaron wants to do is to explain it to his wife and child, make doubles of them, and then they go and live in Hawaii. What Abe wants to do is to go back to the beginning again in the failsafe box, and stop the time travel and just say it's too much trouble, and then they go and live off in Hawaii or whatever. Um, at that but point, he can't do that because the box is switched off. Well, yeah, so they all actually, in fact, all he can, all they can do is go to themselves, explain how dangerous it is, let them do the time travel they've already done, destroy everything, they go off and live their separate lives. Um, Aaron flat out disagrees. Um, we don't really know what Abe ends up doing. Aaron, um, flies away and ends up in Spain. And did you get what he was doing in Spain? Okay, I didn't. The first time I watched it, or the second time I watched it.
0: Yeah, so he was building a new, much bigger box.
1: For some reason, he's building a time machine the size of a warehouse. And that's burnt up. So... Yeah.
0: Like, reality's going to end. Yeah. And I want to see that movie. this film.
1: I want to see that film. Uh, I, don't.
0: I, <laughs> I don't. I I don't. I feel that... It's a good movie. Every, I feel... It, right, it should be watched. Okay, Primer, it's a good yes, film. It
1: absolutely um, should, without a doubt. It is a oh, yeah, 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 brain puzzle. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's great, and it is, and for that reason, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's an art house film. <sighs> Kinda. It is, it, it is an arthouse film, more so. It's for science nerds. Well, yeah. Science nerds can... Science
1: is art for science nerds. Science isn't art. Science is science.
0: You would say that.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I love this. This is the most I've ever understood it. And if I... This pod will really be appreciated by people that have watched Primer, understand it's ununderstandable, and hopefully that's helped them to understand it a little bit. If one person is slightly more understanding about it, I'll be very happy. But I love this film, and I will watch it again and again and again until I really get it.
0: I am delighted that that is how you feel about this film. <laughs> uh genuinely. Um, I don't feel either of us have strongly enough come down on either side I, I don't think I've convinced anyone not to watch it Um, I don't think you have convinced people to watch it I think people are going to come out of this and please let us know in comments or get in touch going what on earth were those two guys talking about for the last hour if you enjoy and I wouldn't
1: blame you for a second absolutely not if you enjoy thinking about time travel and thinking, how does that work? You will love this because it will just wiggle into your brain. And if you watch the film, you will be thinking about it for days later and you'll you'll have to get a notepad out and write it all out. But what I love is that it is answerable. It is understandable.
0: If you enjoy thinking, watch Primer. Yeah. But if you're a big dummy, watch Back to the Future. Hey, Back to the Future is my all-time favourite film. I will take it. It's such a good film. I will take it. I... I, I don't want it anyway to come across as if I didn't like the film. I did. I you know, I'm glad I've seen it. Yeah. Um I I think it'll be maybe uh I don't think it's gonna be a rewindable. Although it is the very definition of rewindable. Oh, because
1: you have to, yeah, in every you way
0: Exactly, yeah. You'll be so lost if you don't. Um But I appreciate I appreciate your love for it. Yeah.
1: I I, I love it. Say. I think it's an achievement. I think it, they did it on seven thousand dollars. I think that's incredible. Yeah, his brain is just on another level. It's a, it's a feat of storytelling. As much as we said it's not telling a story, the fact that it makes any remote sense is an achieve- Excuse me, is an achievement, and it makes a damn sight more sense than Tenet.
0: Uh, many things make more sense than t- yeah, yeah. I, I mean that in a, in a nice way. I'm not sure. I completely agree that it's a feat of storytelling, but. I very much enjoy your enthusiasm for this film.
1: (laughs) So next week, we'll put Primer to bed. Genuinely, fire questions at us. Ask us. I want to talk about this movie on Twitter, on email, whatever. I want to talk about this movie more. I want to do a follow-up next week clarifying some points. I want to do my own 10-part TED talk about this film.
0: Um, Please do. Like he's, he's got a puppy, and he's not letting him go yeah. unless you, you ask him questions. Uh,
1: so yes, next week is going to be altogether more blockbustery and still confusing, but much more action filmy. We're going to do Looper. So this is with Bruce Willis and Jordan Joseph Gordon Levitt, Jordan Joseph Levitt, um, uh, or Jordan Peele, which would be a very different film. Oh man, it would've, everyone would have died. Um, yeah, I love Looper again. Unorthodox time travel mechanics, very, very clever. I love it to bits. Sean,
0: anything else? Um, just like no, I good. didn't. I
1: didn't <laughs> not like Primer. Stop saying um, that you didn't not like it. You can say you liked it. Come down one way or the other.
0: I would probably be leaning more on the didn't like it. Fine to like it side. Um. I appreciate it. It's
1: all right. I'm going to steal your box while you're in it. Uh, that's all right. I'm going to punch you in the box. I have no doubt. I'm going to switch your. Bo- <laughs> I'm going to switch your box off. I will dismantle. I also have. I. I
0: also have no doubt. I've. I've. I've known since I met you that at some point in my life you are going to unplug me. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. I will dismantle your box while you're dying inside it. I don't know what that means. Right, bye everyone.
0: Goodbye everyone, thank you very much for being awesome and listening to us, and uh, in case you didn't get from all of this, please help me understand
1: this film. Somebody help Sean, right. please. We will see yeah, you last lovely. week. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I at least would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM. Email us at an, Englishman and an Irishman at gmail.com And check out our website www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at Galactic underscore Dave and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome and we love you very much.